right, you creepy fucks, let's get this started. Hello, welcome to Day One Patch Podcast, episode 306. I'm your host, Ryan Johnson. Today I got with me Tim Spence, Adrian Petty, and Matt Lawrence. Hi. <laughs> uh, big news for the week was the PlayStation 5 showcase event where they actually finally revealed the uh, price and release date for the PS5. And the uh, the console wars are now officially on. Um, pre-orders were hell. We'll get into that a bit. <laughs> and um, we also have some additional stories here about the Xbox Series X not running Xbox One X enhanced versions of the backwards compatible games. And surprisingly, the Nintendo D- uh, 3DS has been officially discontinued. No! And also the PS5 won't get an Xbox Game Pass competitor, meaning they won't put their new exclusive games on their new PlayStation Plus uh, collection that they announced. So, let's we're going to start with what's new. Uh, Tim, same with you. Hello. What is new with me? I'm just fucking excited for Monster Hunter. Holy shit! Did you guys watch that Sony? That that's not Sony. Sorry, Nintendo Direct yesterday. No, oh, actually, nope. I never oh, know when they are. Yeah, the, part, the, the partner Direct. Yeah, I, I I try to put them in. We have a shared calendar for the podcast and stuff, and I try to put the mm. stuff in the directs in there. The problem is, is I never know. It's like, oh, there Nintendo announces there will be a direct, but they don't actually say when it is, and then all of a sudden it's the Nintendo Nintendo Direct is done. Here is all the news. It's like when the f- Yeah. Like where I the mean, fuck is where's the tweet to show was when it is? Like I <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, they're only like fifteen minutes all the time. It wasn't a major one, like from their perspective, right? It was a partner one. Mm-hmm. Um, but holy shit. There's so much good stuff coming out. Two two new Monster Hunter games. I'm just sorry, I'm excited about Monster Hunter. But yeah. Nintendo put out i think it was yesterday they uploaded everything to youtube as well so there's like there's monster hunter there's ori and the will of the wisps is coming to actually there's like a collector's box of ori which is super awesome um yeah, is, is that Disguise a six microsoft game that is a microsoft game yeah microsoft yeah. game studios yeah that's why i was like oh shit yeah both games are coming it's, to it's uh perfect for that though. switch it is it really mm-hmm. is because I'm, I'm, I'm probably actually going to play ori at this point i'm, I'm, I'm playing switch. i'm playing through the first one right now yeah, I've heard they're really, really good. Um, but yeah, Hades, Disgaea 6, Rune Factory 5, Battleland Wonderworld, The Long Dark, Fitness Boxing 2, Sniper Elite 4, um, and then something called Empire of Sin. It's just some weird stuff. That's yeah. uh, That'll be Matt's book. That'll mm-hmm. be the name of his book. Empire of Sin? <laughs> yeah. 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 A, Matt, a Matt Lawrence story. <laughs> Wait a second, Empire of Sin? You know what's really sad, though, is I know exactly what Empire of Sin is, and I'm definitely buying it on on Switch. There you go. Yeah, I think you, I was going to say, I was watching the trailer, and I was like, Matt would like this. It's like the it's the aesthetic, it's the time period, it's the game st- gameplay style he would like. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, was, <laughs> I was streaming yesterday, and somebody in the chat was just like, are you watching the Nintendo Direct? And I was like... Wait, what? What direct? <laughs> so I just started. <laughs> I started watching it right away after they said that. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Tuned in just in time to catch the Monster Hunter so Dory's two trailer. But um, yeah, other than that, I just, I picked up Mario 3D All Stars today, and I was playing Mario Sunshine all afternoon, which is like it's fairly good. It's kind of sad that they were like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna have like HD, you know, HD resolution and and better performance." It's just as fucking laggy as it was on the GameCube in certain spots. Uh, which uh, which Switch model do you have? I have the Animal Crossing Limited Edition Switch, so it's a newer version. That's like the best one. But it's uh, it is the detachable Joy-Con, like it's modeled after the the the, the flagship model, right? Yes, like it's, it's not okay. a light. It's not a light. Uh, when you are you do you plan on playing Galaxy? Yeah, I'll play all of them. Can you can you just let me know when you do get to it what mm-hmm. the control setup is like for that one? If mm-hmm. it, because in the demo they showed the Joy Cons coming off, and 
uh, like you were using it to to move around, like pick up the, the star bits. I'm really curious to know if there is going to be a traditional setup for that game for controls. Like if you're going to use the right joystick just to move the cursor around. Yeah. Because I'm really curious to know how a Switch Lite is going to handle that game. I was going to say, when before this, sorry, before this game came out, um, I was wondering about that like it might be one of those games where you just you can't play it on the switch light because there is a selection um but i know that that's not the case because uh a buddy of mine went to pick up the game today as well and he only has a switch light and he said he was playing mario 64 earlier this morning so um so it is confirmed as like that the game works on the light uh, I was just looking at the back of my case as well to see if it said that Galaxy specifically had to have the full version, but it doesn't seem to say that. And normally it's like, it'll say it in a big It box. will say it? Okay. Yeah. It right. will say if it's not compatible. I'm leaning towards the light then, boys. Because things like um, Ring Fit and a couple of like the Mario Party games and stuff, um, you have to use the detachable Joy-Cons and those just straight up do not work with the uh, with the light. So it does say on the case... Um, if it's not compatible, I'm I'm curious if I would be able to. Let's say I had a light and I wanted to play Mario Party. I'm wondering if I could buy a pair of Joy Cons and and match it to a Switch Light. I'm I'm wondering if the hardware, if that version of the OS would mm. even allow that to happen. No, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think it even it even works. That worries future Adriano then. <laughs> yeah, there are you you will miss on some some titles if you only go with a light. But it might be worth waiting until next year because Nintendo's got their oh, announcement lined up for the new. Yeah, I I, I told myself work. because this the 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 pack of games, the Mario All Stars, whatever they're calling it, mm-hmm. um, expires March, yeah. and it, and it's rumored that this that the new console, like the new Switch models, are going to be either announced or announced and released in January. So that's my window of like two months to say which one I want to do. So, it'd be such a weird time to release hardware, like right after Christmas. Seems funny to me. Yeah, unless, but these are this is just a speculation or rumor. So they might yeah. maybe release it closer to March, which would kind of close my sense. window. But um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's you know not not much else. Um, I was playing a bit of Monster Hunter World again yesterday, just because of the like trailer announcements, um, and then Mario, and yeah, that's pretty much been it. Uh, Matt, me, you. Um, what's up? Uh, I've been doing. I don't even know what I've been doing this week. We've been doing. I guess we've we been doing Avengers. Is that a, or, this week? We've been doing Avengers. Or is yeah. that is that gone? I've seen. I've seen you guys. I've seen Ryan on Avengers this week, but I've seen you guys on Fallout seventy six quite a bit. Yep, the new season, the new season in Fallout. So I've been doing that seventy six. Got to log in, do your daily stuff. Uh, some of the dailies seem to be a little more grindy, so I've been doing that. Uh, a little bit of Avengers, but Avengers guys sadly been overtaken by Fallout due to the dailies, and that's I mean, that's really it, I guess. Uh, I did like one very tiny play session of Ghost of Tsushima, and that was it. Man, I have to get back to that game. I have to finish it. I was planning on platinuming it. I don't know. There's there's something about there's something about these big grand games where. Even though I don't know what the story is, like I kind of know what the gameplay is now. Like it, it's sort of like I feel like I've played Ghost of Tsushima. If that makes sense. Like if this was a multiplayer game, I'd be like, oh okay. Like you know, unless people are gonna play it, I'll sunset it. Obviously, this you is a multiplayer, but you don't well. want to finish the main story. 
I do. Like I care. I care about the story. Well, okay. Here it's it's a it's a thing of two things. I suppose it comprises of two things. One is uh, season passes and seasons bring in false urgency, and therefore, like Ghost of Tsushima is waiting for me, but like mm. the followed season has to be done now, right? Mm. Uh, so there's that. But then there's also the the fact that like even though I don't know what the story is, the gameplay is not going to be refreshing anymore. I think. If that makes sense. Like, I've sort of been there, like, sort of been from the beginning, you know, leveled up with the, with, via my RPG thing, RPG stuff. And I'm I'm not going to be, like, shocked by the gameplay at any point. The story is really good, and the game does handle really well. But I'm just at a point where... Th- there comes a point in all these open-world games where it's just sort of the same thing, if that makes sense. Uh, so it'll be like, oh, take, you know, take this fort again, or, like, fight this boss, or sneak in and save these people. But like that—that'll be you know relatively the gameplay loop from what yeah, like I've it's, seen. It's not surprising you anymore, right? It's just sort yeah. of like I've done the I've done the duels with the mm-hmm. with those people. I've like run around and like you know followed foxes and gotten PTSD yep. from hearing those damn birds. Yep. Um. Yep. Every time I try to go do something, you hear the damn bird tweeting, and I gotta yep. go run over there and help go yep. help it or whatever. Every time. Every damn time. <laughs> um. Or and sometimes go it doesn't even like lead you to something that is like a shrine or a challenge or something like sometimes they just lead you to like a collectible or like the vague area of where a collectible is and stuff like that uh let me let me ask you something about the controls of ghosts of uh, tsushima if you're holding the controller and you simply push the stick forward all the way does your character walk or does your character run he runs he does not sprint he yeah he does like a jog Mm. okay it's one of those things where you have to like tap the sprint button but then you don't have to hold it i i was open for like a walk i i always like games that have a walk and then a run and then a sprint well, you I can mean, like you, half hold the stick or whatever yeah. like you can it's like an analog input you can less less hold the stick if that makes sense you don't have to go just, all the way forward yeah, you can just you can do, do like quarter slow way. walk or a half walk or a full walk or a run or a sprint just depends how much you push the stick uh, but yeah that's Toronto. that's What's that? Adriano. Mm. Apart from Hearthstone, what have you been up to? Um, Overwatch with you. I <laughs> uh, played some Battletoads. I um, did some Ori in the Blind... F- yeah, the Blind Forest one. How um, long is that? You've been on that for weeks. It, it's... it Because uh, what happens is I, I get frustrated in platformers quite a bit like like i i do really much enjoy that game but i do feel that some of some of the checkpoint system in that game is not a very forgiving like there are there are segments of that game where you have to run through and it, it's a chase sequence like and they have them quite a bit and you have to perfectly hit all these uh jumps and swings and um platforms and all this and if you get 99% of the way and you you miss one they rewind you all the way back it's like crash bandicoot yeah it, it get <laughs> like like there's no like imagine crash bandicoot but you never have a tiki mask it's just mm-hmm. it's just like one hit you're done go back so you have to nail it perfectly and those sequences frustrate me quite a bit and I'm I'm at one right now where I'm getting most of the way and then one little thing takes me out and like I wish, I wish those with those ones they would just give like a one hit forgiveness. It's just boom, okay, like one hit, and then if you got another one, then send you back. So you how have how long? 
How long does it take to get to like 99% through that sequence? Is it like a minute or is it like a significant amount of time? I w- I'd say it's about a minute, maybe a minute to okay. two minutes. Yeah. That's not too bad then. And uh, so, and, and right now I'm, I'm at a, I'm at one of those. And so like I was playing through it and then I get frustrated because, because one thing about me and, and, and uh, 2d platformers or 2.5d platformers is like some, like I know when I, when, when I can put the fault on me and I know when I put the fault on the game. And there are some games where I will, I will absolutely say like, it is always my fault when I fuck up. Dead Cells is a, is a game I'm going to always use as a reference, but I have never ever died in that game and blame the game. Every time I've died in Dead Cells, I've put it on me. I've never felt cheated in that game whatsoever. I mm. cannot say the same with Ori and the Blind Forest. Mm. Um, so I've been playing that. Uh, I did some Gran Turismo as well. I'm really actually excited. Now that I have that PS5 uh, pre-order, I'm actually really excited for Gran Turismo 7. I'm excited <laughs> I'm excited to get back to like a proper career mode because they, they took out the... They really did a skimmed-down version for Gran Turismo Sport. But I'm uh, I'm excited to like build up a career, get the cars, fine tune them, you know, figure out what I need to do for each race, and then go for it. Um, and then I started a new game. I started Quantum Break. Hey, nice. Oh. <laughs> um, and before the so I had bought this game a long time ago with the intention of playing it. And I heard the reviews for it, and then they were kind of, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, maybe I won't play it. And I had, I decided at one point, maybe I'm not even going to play this game. And then Control came out, just the base game, and then I'm like, oh, I'm definitely not going to play Quantum Break, because Control just looks like a better version of Quantum Break, so why would I even play this? But then they announced the season pass to Control, which has a bigger Remedy Alan Wake tie-in, and I fucking love Alan Wake. And I thought to myself, I'm like, it's not if if they are going th- down this rabbit hole of linking quant- uh, a Control and Alan Wake, it's not going to be out of the realm of possibility for them to link Control and Quantum Break. Like I can I can see them absolutely doing that at some point if they haven't done it in the in the main game already. I'm sure maybe they have. So I'm like, I should just to kind of keep with the spirit of the game and kind of make this makeshift trilogy of games i should probably just play quantum break before i do control and of course like in the first within the first five minutes of the of the first act there's are they already reference not even reference they blatantly talk about alan wake and his writings in in uh in one part it's like okay so they are linking these universes together there's like a bigger remedy cinematic universe going on here that that uh that I've kind of uh, just want to keep uh, together. Um, is the Remedy games do something so well, and I and I I find myself doing it with Quantum Break, and I imagine going to do it with Control, and I definitely did with Alan Wake. Is just the every little bit of piece of like notes or or poster or radio or television show that they have in there. I sit and I watch the entire thing or read the entire thing in its entirety. Or if it's a radio, I'll just sit there and listen to it. You're just really interested in the lore of that. Universe. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it is so, it is so just captivating and it just kind of in, like, uh, in the, in the first two minutes of, uh, uh, quantum break, you, when, when you're like walking through a campus, 
there's like uh there's like a like a like a tent like a like a protest tent and they have a tv there and you turn it on the tv and there's an actual like two to three minute fully acted out like it, it's 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 uh it's live action and then they put it they put it in the game of like a tv of a trailer for like a cheesy like nbc-esque network crime drama <laughs> and that's and awesome it, yeah and it's just like like i love i love that they went to this to this length to and this much work to put this in here and some people like are not aren't even ever going to click on this or care or they'll just walk away yeah and and i did that with all the uh the night the night falls um in alan wick i think it was called night falls yeah, I love uh, when companies go like above and beyond to put these like little things in that ninety nine percent of people are never gonna discover. Like yeah. it's it's not necessarily like an Easter egg so much as it is like just an an added bit of like another layer added of depth to this world that mm-hmm. is is a little detail for those there who will appreciate that sort of thing. But it's not like you're gonna miss you know something critical from the game by not seeing it. Yeah. And then, like, because in Alan Wake, they had the pages. They had, because uh, Alan Wake is suffering from uh, amnesia and writer's block, but he's right, he's discovering his own, his own manuscript in the game. Mm-hmm. And, every, and every time you find one in, in, in uh, Alan Wake, like, the, uh, the actor, the voice actor will read it out in its entirety. And, uh-huh. and, and he's such a, he has such a, a, a captivating voice, you know, he has such a, uh, such a presence with it. Like, you can't just help but sit there and just kind of, you know, listen fall, to it. Yeah, fall in love with it with his voice yeah. at the very least. And oh, that's great. And 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 I find that doing it with the with the even even like you go through a lab in Quantum Break, like there's you can go up to any computer and just like read an email, and there's just threads of emails, and they're just like back and forth, and it's just like I like I read every single one. And Re- Remedy's really good for kind of sucking me in with that stuff. You know, it's funny, and like this could go off on on a tangent that we probably don't have time for, but. Um, I do wonder what, what makes the difference in a game between little collectibles like that that are like actually entertaining and engaging mm-hmm. versus ones that are clearly just like tacked on. Because um, I forgot to mention before, but I actually finished a couple of games this week um, on stream. I started and finished The Order 1886, and I also started and finished um, a smaller game. It's like an indie game done by a Canadian studio uh, called Omen Sight. And the Order 1886, obviously, people know as being that, like, game that sort of had a loose story um, that was mostly focused on, like, visuals and showing off the fidelity of the PS4 uh, at launch. I, I really liked the gameplay and the story in that game, but all of the collectibles just felt really tacked on. Like, they didn't really have to... Um, like, I, I, feel, I don't feel like I missed out on any on anything in that story by by not listening to them at all. And, like... Anytime I was, I found like a photo or a newspaper or anything, I, I didn't feel the need to sit there and read the entire front page of this newspaper every time, you know, mm-hmm. or like look at these photos and say like, hey, look, there's photos of these characters in this world that I have no context for, so I don't care about them, kind of thing. Um, and yeah. then, go ahead. No, sorry, no, go ahead and finish. Um, and then in Omen Sight, um, which is like a, a pseudo roguelike murder mystery time traveling game so basically the the premise is that like you are a character who shows up um when the world is in its end times and you show up 
on the last day of this world before this like calamity happens and you keep playing through that same day over and over and over again so it's sort of like majora's mask where you just keep going back um and doing different things uh throughout the like morning and afternoon and then like end of the day um from different characters perspectives and stuff um and there's little side areas every time that you're going through uh one of these areas with a different character that will have um a little bit of like lore that you can find and though the lore is expressed through almost like short stories written about the characters so you can just go into your they're called memories so you go into your your list of memories and you can find um and you can like read these these stories and it reads it out like as if it's somebody writing a story about the character it's not it's like it's it's there's there's flavor to the text it's not just like very dry information um it's like written dramatically so it talks about the characters or their family members or like something that they were doing or that they hated or that they were interested in and um like that sort of stuff what to me actually felt worth reading it felt like it added a good bit of flavor to the characters it added depth and it, it added to the story did it give it like a like a slice of life almost um yeah sort of because sometimes it would talk about like the character when they were younger or like what was expected of them mm-hmm. by their parents and like your only your only um scope of like information for any of these characters in the game is only through like one day so there's not a whole lot of time necessarily to um really give you much information on these characters and like let you develop them so they it feels like they did most of the character development through um through their like backstories almost and there's one character who like starts off being like your main suspect and then as you keep going through the story it's like oh this little bit of information has uncovered and now means that this person couldn't possibly have have murdered the character and then you go to that character with this new information and they're like okay yes that did happen but here's why and then you get another thing of information and then that opens up a thing for another character and it's like it's a pretty cool little game and i fully recommend it to anyone who hasn't played it um but it's it's funny to me and i don't know what the difference is there between like backstory collectibles that feel very clearly like tacked on after the fact or like hey we're the developer trying to like force you to find these collectibles hey let us like you know force you to be interested in these things that you otherwise might not be interested in versus a game where you know this other stuff is like it's always off to the side you don't have to you don't have to find it um but if you do it's it's almost more worth engaging with What have you been playing, Ryan? Uh, I finished um, the Avengers campaign, which was a nice uh, short and sweet uh, little campaign. Um, was there a post credit scene? I think I think there's even more post credit scenes that I haven't seen yet. What? Uh, I saw someone posted something on, on Twitter that takes place after what I've already seen. Um, so I think maybe... You play some more multiplayer stuff. I'm not really sure. Well, you're talking about like cutscenes, cutscenes for Avengers story, but after the credits. Yeah, I don't know there, about there post, was one. I don't know about post credit stuff like that because I skipped the credits. But uh... no, there was one. But I, I've seen one additional post credit something. Well, I was gonna say like I don't know, I don't know about if it's like formally post credit, but like there are missions that open up after you do it. Like there's 
each uh, character's like iconic missions and stuff like that, where they are like story driven missions. Oh, maybe I need to do those then. I don't think I've done that for everyone. Um, other than that, yeah, I've been just doing the grind on uh, the Fallout, which I uh, expressed to Matt that I'm getting Fallout fatigue because the the second season came like pretty quick after the first season ended. And you it's know, kind of tiring going back in there every day. You know, you know what helps with the fall fatigue? If we all restarted the Division Two on PC, that'll help. I don't think so. That's another <laughs> live game. There, there's a season in in, in Division Two now. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah. So I'm getting a little worn out on these live games right now. Um, I don't know, but we got yeah, the next gen consoles are. coming out pretty soon, so that's exciting. But that's it for me. That's it. All right, let's hop into the big news for the week. Uh, did everyone catch the PS5 showcase event? Yes, I sir. did. So let's just get straight to it with the prices. Uh, I'm going to go with Canadian first. Um, so the PlayStation 5 with the disk drive, 629 and the digital edition, 499 That is 499 and 399 respectively, for the American prices. Uh, how do you guys feel about these prices? The physical, the the disc drive version is higher than I was expecting. I wasn't thinking six hundred. I was thinking maybe five or five fifty. Um, so it's a little painful to see. It's a shame because it's like it's a little bit more than I would be comfortable paying for it. Even the five hundred. Well, I want the disc drive, right? Oh, you want I've the got these PS4 it. games, yeah. So it's tough. If there was like some promo somewhere for a trade-in like ps4 towards the ps5 and i get a decent amount of money for it then maybe i would consider it but yeah six six thirty is pretty rich for my blood it turned was. into it turned into 7 11 after after tax or something like that 720 i think Oof. no 7 11 something i think is already- yeah yeah it's because matt matt and i ordered the the what i'm calling the the flagship model and then ryan went to, with a digital edition yeah, seven eleven eighty eight. Yeah, so it's like taking the S out, and I'm going to just reference the American price for a second. You have four ninety nine for PS five, three ninety nine PS five digital, and then four ninety nine for the Xbox Series X in U.S. dollars. Yeah, so looking at the U.S. ones and ignoring the S for a second, you have a cheaper. Like your PS5 is cheaper than the Xbox console. That is That, that is, is true. That is true to an extent because like you kind of have to throw the S in there because the S is a lesser console in terms of its internals, but it's going to play all of the like it's not going to cause an accessibility problem where you like can't play a Series X game. Yeah, but so but the so the reason why I'm comparing the X, the digital, and the five is because those three are the closest on like the the two PlayStations are obviously the exact same console minus a disc drive, but like the Xbox Series X is a more powerful console than the PlayStation Five, but only by like a margin of a technicality. Like it's not it's not anything generational in difference when the Series S is a notable half step down or half step to the side however you want to describe it so like it's just it's just amazing that like to me as 
to me, I have I I see it as PlayStation is undercutting Microsoft's price. Ignore like the two ninety nine is irrelevant because that is a that is such a different caliber of a console to begin with. So just comparing those top three in that chart there, mm-hmm. like PlayStation Five digital is the cheapest option for a consumer. Yeah, because you're not getting any any loss of quality or or hardware. Yeah. With a digital version compared the, to the PS5 with the disk drive. Yeah. The thing is, though, is I, I still don't think you can drop the S because it's not as expensive as the digital edition, the PlayStation 5 digital. Because $299, if you if you were to if you're on a budget and you say, like, I wanna play, I wanna get Xbox, and I wanna just like I just wanna play with my friends, or I I wanna play on my 1080p TV, or even if I wanna play on my 4K TV and I'm on a budget, what do I get? Literally, you're looking at this chart: four ninety nine, three ninety nine, four ninety nine, two ninety nine. Oh, you know. Oh, I meant I, I I agree I agree with you. Like there there's going to be an entire demographic of North Americans who will only be able to afford the Series S, and I think that is going to go a long way. Mm-hmm. But like the Series S is a half terabyte drive, half half terabyte drive. Yeah, I believe and, yeah. yeah. So then so then you're like okay, um, especially since there's no disk drive on the on the s it's like why would you put a half size drive in a console which requires downloads it does but but the thing is is that it requires downloads you're right but most people aren't aren't going to load it up yes with, with a whole bunch of games but and like, but and if you're on game pass you're just gonna you're just gonna de- like delete whatever you're playing like mm-hmm. oh i beat whatever delete it get another one yeah but it's just like 500 512 ssd like it like like they should have just nudged it up to a terabyte and just eaten the cost because like as soon as you want to add the microsoft proprietary hardware for the s like you're you're up to a th- uh, 399 but does the s practice. does the s uh is the s compatible with those like xbox memory cards Yes, I believe so. Well, if that's if 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 that is the case, then that then there's your solution. If you're on a budget, you budget out the, the, for the Series S. You buy the Series S. You get two games at launch or whatever you're buying. You you play those, and then as your collection grows and you want to keep them on your uh, console for whatever reason, you just buy a memory card because at that point you'd have been able to budget out a memory card. Depending on the price of that memory card, though, that pretty much probably makes it the cost of the PlayStation Five Digital Edition. Yeah, like I'm but, saying, like but, like, but it is it is for those people that are on that budget no, where they yeah. can't but, like afford that extra hundred dollars till next month or whatever. It, it, ignoring even ignoring the storage, but like like your your S is only what was what's the resolution? 14, 14, 1440p. 1440. Okay, fourteen forty. So if you're somebody who says I want a f- I want a four K output, all right, it, it, it upscales to it upscales to four K. I I I'm a consumer that wants a native 4K output. Okay, S is off the table. Take it off the table. It's not, it's not even a, a factor. Now I'm looking at the X, the digital, and the five, and just like seeing the the X and then the digital side by side in price from 399 to 499 or 499 to 599 if you're looking at Canadian, like that is a like like that is your your big like next gen version of the console. And I find it amazing that PlayStation decided to, to undercut the Xbox equivalent by a hundred bucks on the digital front. Yeah. X is more powerful though. Like you are getting a more powerful console than the, than the PlayStation five in general, but they are comparable though. And like, I'm really curious to know that if there was a, if there was a third Xbox iteration, like, like if Xbox were to do an Xbox series X digital edition, would that cost be down to three 99? Like, would they be willing to eat a hundred bucks to say, uh yeah we'll match the playstation that, 5 that's digital. probably fair because there'd be that's, no uhd uh, drive yeah that's harder to do because it's not a blu-ray player right 
Yeah. So it's like harder you... for Microsoft to justify that over PlayStation. So it's, wait, uh... wait, what? What is in a Blu-ray? The Xbox. The Xbox no, is no, a Blu-ray, it, it, isn't it? It's UHD. Oh, is it? I think yeah. it's, I think it's UHD, all, isn't it? They're all UHD players. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Never mind then. Um, so I think this is very interesting, though. I think it's going to be quite the... Uh, I, I think time is going to have to tell on what, what people actually want. You know. I think the Series S is going to be really, really popular, for sure. Because when you've got the Series S and then you just buy, like, Xbox Game, Game, Pass. Game Pass, like, All Access or whatever it's called... Um, and you, you basically you're just financing the cost of the system while also getting access to like a, a crap ton of games and a lot of really solid games too. Um, it's going to open up so many people who previously couldn't really afford to like play games because of that really high entry price. Um, now they're going to be able to play uh, like a lot of games, a lot, a lot, a lot of games. You know what I like, find it, funny about the Series S though? Is it's fourteen forty and up to one hundred and twenty frames per second, right? Most TVs, I don't know of any TV that is fourteen forty. I know you can plug it into a monitor and get that resolution, mm-hmm. but if it's for the more budget oriented people, you know, they might only have a ten eighty p TV, and most ten eighty p TV budget TVs don't do anything greater than sixty frames per second. Yeah, that is so literally I, I what I find it right very now. odd. This console. No, but they would. They would. If, if you're thinking of that. The the TV upgrade takes longer, so mm-hmm. the the S is a is a bump up from the TV. So let's say you have a budget TV now, and you, and you want to go with the Series S. Yeah, your budget TV is going to be an older 1080p TV, yep. right? And it's going to be at 60 60 refresh rate, 60 hertz. Then your 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 priority uh, purchase is going to be the Series S. The Series S is going to be at, gen- generally, or at least we assume, around at least a five year thing. So two and a half years in. Or three years in, or four years into the Series S, it's not crazy to think that the person would want to upgrade their television now instead of them because they're probably still on a budget. Instead of them having to purchase both a TV and a new Xbox to get their new 4K TV, they would buy a 4K TV, and now they have their consoles a half step. So now the console is not pulling down their TV all that much. Whereas if it was a native like 1080p output on the Series S, now you are like kind of downgrading to an extent but like the 1440p is a downstep and it was interesting what you mentioned as well with the with the streaming because i was going to mention if you travel a bunch or if you have like sort of a more mobile setup where like i mean maybe even tim could comment on this but if you're streaming a lot and you have like a console on the desk it would be awesome to just have the series s there and just capture that and then the 1440p monitor would come into effect, or 1080 or whatever you have. But 1440p is more common in the monitor sense. But for people who are content creators who are using consoles on the desk, not in the entertainment unit, I think the Series S personally is a no-brainer because you're not going to be streaming at 4K native. No, not like chances are anyway. Problem? No way. Not unless you're like really, um, like well off. I would say like you're a higher tier. Uh, I've uh, heard from content creator. Oh. I've heard from a couple uh, podcasts, though, that were saying that um, the Series S might be perfect as a companion console to the PS5 owners. Yeah. And that might also be another avenue for them to, to sell more um, Xboxes. Yeah, it, it is It is a it is a fantastic uh, 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 like, pro- option for people who just want to 
to get a console and play something and they don't care yeah, what. Yeah, Game Pass too. Yeah, yeah just... like like yeah, they have that that Tim mentioned already, the, the the supplemental like you can finance it for 25 bucks a month, you're not you're getting you're paying off your console and then they're also giving you Game Pass Ultimate as part of yeah. it. So like yeah. you're you're coming out on top I think in the end. I would say so. Yeah, so it's it's a for the for the the middle class consumer that that has to make a a hard choice. Like S is a fantastic option, mm-hmm. but when you're when you're comparing, though, for you know people who want to stream, review, you know, really get that 4K stuff, three ninety nine digital edition, that actually hundred bucks is that's a lot. So well, that's bit- that's the comparison that a lot of people are making, right? Is like for a hundred extra dollars, you're getting a bigger, um, you know, bigger hard drive size higher resolution native you know better realistic um specs for a hundred dollars right so it's gonna be interesting i think at the very least um i am hearing that the digital edition seems to have like sold out faster than the disc version i was able to scoop one up actually which i'm (laughs) i'm pretty happy about Uh, they're apparently um, gone now yeah all of them are gone when i when i jumped on uh, it was probably about an hour after. In fact, in fact, I left. I I didn't even see the message that they went live. I actually left. I was at my parents' house, and then I saw you guys were talking about the pre-order, and I'm like, "Fuck, I should go do it right now." So I on my phone, I went on, and the digital was sold out, but the 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 flagship one was still available. So I ordered that one, which is good because I would have. In the end, that's the one I want, anyways. Is the is the the, the disc one? Um, because then if they're if both were available, I would have thought about it for too long, and then <laughs> I would I wouldn't have gotten anything. But like Matt, you got the 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 six twenty nine one, right? Yeah, definitely. Because I I budgeted I budgeted up to seven fifty for each console, and so it was still there beneath like seven fifty before tax. Yeah, and then and then uh, that was when like two nights ago. Uh, yes, I believe. So, and then Aaron messaged us yesterday, and he wasn't able to get one. Like they're because it went on. Right. It went on. Like the whole pre-order situation was a was a Mess. total disaster. Oh, tor- yeah, horrible. Yeah, it. Uh, and then I went back on. Like the listing's gone. You can't even get to it. Like a like a like an order page. Like it's just like a like a PlayStation Five banner that says sign up for notifications. That that's pretty <laughs> much it. Which is which really sucks. One but, one uh, thing I'd like to mention actually, sorry, with the whole I don't know whether this is more budget or more accessibility, but the Series S and the X uh will be able to play all the way back to original Xbox, whereas the PlayStation 5 in any capacity cannot do PS1, PS2 or PS3. Unless you do PS Now or whatever, like I don't yeah, know what the status say, of that you, is, you but to... like in terms of downloading it and natively playing it on the console, you can't do that. Yeah, I when when it, when it comes to the disc, like I won't be able to take my my PlayStation, PlayStation Two, or PlayStation Three discs and put them in. They Correct. You'd work. need like a a revamped version for PlayStation four, Five or Four or like, mm, or you know, whatever. I wonder if Microsoft benefited benefited from being like a computer software company and understanding computer hardware a little more, whereas like when Sony was making the original PS One, PS Two, and PS Three, they were thinking of standalone individual boxes. Yeah. Right. So I think they, they clearly I, cannot make. It's, or at least it's not easy to make a PS3 game, which is on based on that cell architecture, or whatever the hell it was called. 
it's clearly not easy to get that to run on anything else. Doesn't uh, does doesn't Skyrim freeze on PlayStation Three? If you like, they fixed that. They brought yeah, in some they're... text from Sony and fixed that. That's, that's <laughs> Touch the water. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and 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 even something as simple as like the the PSN name change versus the Xbox game. Yeah. Ta- like like my like Microsoft's been dealing with Outlook uh, and Exchange accounts for you know twenty five years. So they they know like oh your account just has a unique number and that's it. The label is the label. And as long as it just pulls, you know, your unique identifier number is going to give you whatever name you put on there. But then PlayStation, like, oh, your actual account name is the PSN name. And that just fucks everything up. Just like basic things like that. It's like, okay. Yeah. Microsoft knows what they're doing on that front. So it's coming out November 12th, which I think is a couple days after. When was, was it November 10th for the Xbox? November, November 10th and November 12th, yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I think that's pretty, that's close enough. November 12th, and then it, there's a later date for some other countries, right? Like, it's like yeah. U.S. Yeah, and the U.S. America, Canada. Like, and... Uh, I think England and a few other key European countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Australia. And Japan, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So what? Uh, what's the plan? What's the plan for you guys for the Xbox pre-order? You don't want to know. Yeah, it's not, it's not looking, it's not normal. I mean. Okay, I don't want to know, but the listeners <laughs> want to know. No, it's, it's not that bad. Uh, it's weird. Okay, do tell. Okay, so we we have a we have a pending plan, but our plan currently is so right now they've announced uh, Xbox has uh, announced that the pre-orders are going to be opening. Uh, I think it's 11 a.m. Eastern. Please check that yourself. Do not take my word for it. Uh, but anyway, I believe it's 11 a.m. Eastern. So if I'm correct in my memory. Then what we're going to do is, <clears throat> there's two EB Games locations out here that's close to us. One is in a mall, and one is not. The one in the mall opens at 10 a.m., the other one opens at 11 a.m. But the, the one in the mall has zombies, right? No. What we're going to oh, do okay. is, okay. is we are going to, I'm going to call the night before, and I, like, I don't know whether they're allowed to do this, whatever, I'm going to call for details before. But basically, if they're opening pre-orders at open, if they're allowed to or whatever, we're going to go to the mall one first. And what we're going to do is we're going to go to that mall one first and then, you know, see if we get it. If we don't get it, we're going to then rip to the other one because it opens an hour later, go in there. But that's not the end of it. We're going to bring laptops and have our hotspots ready. Jeez. And if if they if the in-store pre-orders are not open, we're going to buy it on Best Buy or wherever. Uh, okay, so I was going to ask, what what, do you, what is the online pre-order situation look like? We don't know. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do this then. I will try to sneak away from work or taking early lunch. Maybe I shouldn't say this publicly on a podcast, <laughs> but maybe I will try to meet you at one of said locations. Um, but I will probably just end up pre-ordering the S on a best. I will probably just do it online again with the S. I, I, which I believe, I believe you can check Best Buy because they did have it listed last time I checked. Best Buy does say when it when they're opening on their website. Okay. So I believe that means they're digital. Again, please check with your retailers and stuff. Do not take my word for it. But that is how we're handling it. Let's talk about the other games uh, during the showcase. They started off with Final Fantasy 16, And they're saying it's uh, exclusive to PS5. Now, there was a bit of a hiccup that it actually said in the trailer that it was going to be PS5 and PC. Um, And you even have written here, Adriano, that uh, the footage shown was running on PC. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently but, that was a glitch, a human error, they said. It was a human error that we accidentally rendered it out on a PC. And I guess your theory was that it's going to come to PC at some point. Yeah, it, they're probably... 
there's probably a, a year contract and and whoever some tech somewhere probably didn't get the memo saying hey don't mention the pc one and they probably just threw it in there i mean it could it could have just been a dev kit though like it, they could have been dev kit and they're like oh this is a pc yeah, we'll just yeah. say it Possibly. how do you guys feel about um sony getting some of these exclusives like this because there was an outrage when um rise of the tomb raider was announced as exclusive to xbox but then, like the stuff like this happens, and people don't seem to be upset. I think I think there seems to be a bias against Xbox, Xbox for some reason. But it's okay mm. when it's okay when Sony does it and Nintendo does it with their own stuff. But as soon as like the, Xbox does, it, it's like no, get your hands off only, our games. The only differentiating factor I can think of is clearly each each Final Fantasy is kind of its own new game. Just because it says sixteen doesn't mean it's like chronologically sixteen in a big long overarching story, right? That's Whereas correct. Tomb Raider, the first game came out on all platforms, and then for them to steal away the sequel felt a little more harsh, I guess. It was like clearly, like it was very apparent why they were doing it, right? Yeah, it's like they, yeah. Versus so, having a whole series that has always been an exclusive, so it's not like you're going to surprise anybody. But to take it like right in the middle of the series, yeah, yeah. And then same with Deathloop, which is that new Bethesda game. Um, that's exclusive to Sony for like a year or whatever it is. Yeah, um, but that's a new IP. Yeah, but I don't think there's backlash whatever. against that. No, but um, still interesting to note that I, I do agree that I do think there is a bias against Xbox on business decisions like this. Now, uh, it, I, I have a question about that actually. So, sure. is it like not to bring like gamer stereotypes in, but like a lot of the Xbox gamers, like from a stereotype stereotypical perspective, will probably not be like super big gamers they're just like i want to play cod the new cods on xbox series s or x i'm gonna buy xbox you know what i mean like xbox is sort of associated with like the gears of war first person shooter third person shooter fans action game fans call of duty whatever and so is it more of a thing where the playstation folk when they get something effectively taken from them or it doesn't show up on their console they're all they're more about like story or whatever you want to say whereas like Xbox, like, there's no outrage about the fact that PlayStation stole the, like, exclusive or timed exclusive content for Call of Duties, but yet, I also don't hear outrage from the Xbox, because they probably don't even care. They're probably just like, oh, the PlayStation's took our DLC for a week? Okay, it'll be here next week. Like, I still get to play COD. I would argue the opposite, for sure. Like, having worked at the game store for two years, and, like, seeing the kind of people that come through to buy an Xbox, and the kind of people that come through to buy a PlayStation, there's, I would say there's a much bigger casual crowd on the PlayStation like the people really? that were buying an Xbox were were buying it because they're a big fan of Xbox and they want to play those competitive games. They want to play FIFA. They want to play COD. They want to play Gears. Like you're listing off like games that people have to play a lot because they're competitive games and they like to play competitive games. Like I don't I don't lump necessarily. I would say the majority of COD players, the majority of like Gears players, are not casual. I, I think there's a there's a much bigger market for casual gaming on PlayStation. There is Xbox. I don't think Matt was saying that they're not, um, that that they're that Xbox are casual gamers. I think he's more making the point that they're more like what you were saying. Those competitive shooter players, whereas PlayStation has more like, oh, we want to play Assassin's Creed or Last of Us or, you know, yeah, I along suppose with it's, the shooters. Additionally, I suppose it's more like. The PlayStation crowd would care about like a story being taken from them, like Tomb Raider, whereas the Xbox crowd is there to sort of matchmake. And sure, they're playing it a bunch and like they're dedicating whatever, and that's fine. 
but they they aren't going to care when you say, hey, man, like you're not going to get the maps or whatever the hell PlayStation gets more uh, as a timed exclusive on COD games. They're like, hey, man, you're not going to get the maps for a week or whatever it is. And they're going to be like, OK, well, can I still match make? You know, well, you said that you felt that like there were more hardcore gamers on the PlayStation, and I definitely feel like the people that are playing on Xbox are hardcore Xbox. I suppose I I I, I think I'm gonna lean with Matt on this one though. I I just feel like like the Xbox Xbox crowd is just like, oh, I want to pick up a controller and press a trigger and shoot something. I don't care that like this <laughs> is not here for me right now. But like when when I almost feel like the PlayStation crowd, they almost feel threatened. Like like there's an identity crisis when and they feel threatened when Microsoft tries to take something away from them. Like like Tomb Raider, for instance, and especially Tomb Raider because that was an early PlayStation title. Like like the early Tomb Raider games are PlayStation. You know what? I will I will agree with that part in that the. Um people who like play on playstation they're used to getting it their way because ps4 just dominated so much in this generation that as soon as something is not for playstation they're like wait a second yeah even even with the even with the spiral games and the and the 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 crash games like they were released on playstation but there was also just a crowd that was upset because they were also released on xbox and switch (laughs) yeah it's just like it's like these are these are playstation titles like you're getting them on your fucking playstation like oh my god they don't own the goddamn property like don't even don't even get me started on people being upset about like something being on a console. When the fucking Monster Hunter games were announced for the Switch, everyone was like, "Oh, what the fuck are you doing? You're gonna kill this series by not putting it on PC, by not putting it on like PS4." Like, oh, oh World was on PS4 and it was your best-selling game. It's like, yeah, no shit, it was the best-selling game. It was on three fucking consoles. <laughs> obviously, obviously, these new games aren't gonna sell as well only being on the Switch. But here's the thing. World wouldn't have even fucking come to the West if it wasn't for people in the West playing those games on their Nintendo consoles. <laughs> right. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, think for two seconds before you start screaming into the void on YouTube comments, man. Wasn't Try, oh, like, Try or 3 or whatever it came to, the the third one, whatever, wasn't that on Wii as well? Try was on Wii. 3 Ultimate was on Wii U. Do you think uh, do you think the Skyrim on PS5 and Xbox Series whatever <laughs> God. is going is going to be the remaster when it's out, or do you think they're going to give it another touch up for uh, <laughs> the the definitive HD edition, the definitive special yeah. HD edition? In, in their defense, they said that people keep buying the goddamn game. And so they kept making it. Like people kept playing the thing. The I've only you know bought I mean? a, I've only bought it yeah. once, and I have a 360 version of it. I don't have any other yeah. copy. I have three copies of it. Uh, I have it on PC, and that's it. Right, Ryan. I just realized I I have this little sponge soccer ball, like this this like squeeze ball, but it's a soccer ball, and I totally forgot that the, on one side of it there's a Toronto FC stamp on it, like in one spot, and then you flip it over to the other side. And then there's a PlayStation logo on the other oh. side, and oh, it's just wow. this weird mashup. Like I don't yeah. know what what sponsorship deal, but I have the Toronto <laughs> FC. Who made this PlayStation <laughs> soccer ball here? <laughs> All right, another game they showed off was Spider-Man Miles Morales, which yeah, uh, had an incredible baby, amount go. of detail. Yeah, that, that that was a that was a good looking game. And I'm seeing like close-ups of his like hair on on, on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> I was and gonna it's like, say, I was gonna say that's what everyone's hyped about. It's this fucking vanity. I I noticed yeah. I noticed when they were walking through the market, I couldn't help but note like look at the mm-hmm. like there was a stack of totes, like just packing totes that somebody had like up against the fence. And I was like, 
Those totes look fucking awesome. <laughs> those, that, those are some good-looking totes. What the hell? Spider-Man Miles Morales with all new tote technology. Yeah. So this game is $50 American. I think it's like 64 or something Canadian. Um, is it 70 It's 70 Canadian, yeah. And and this, they're not calling this a uh, proper sequel, get a, right? This isn't a sequel to Marvel's Spider-Man. This is... Spider-Man, Miles Morales. But is it is it canonical with the other one? How does yes. this work? Yes. Okay. But, but but basically what they're saying is a Spider-Man 2 is also coming out okay. at some point. Gotcha. Um, and, but they're also going to have a version um, that's uh, $20 more American. And it comes mm. with a remastered version of the original Marvel's Spider-Man Ooh, for maybe PS5. I'll, maybe I'll do that one. Uh, is that only on PS5? The remaster? I imagine like that so. ultimate edition because the spot like Miles Morales will also be available on PS4. Uh, yes. Um, so, oh, I didn't know that. But it oh, says yeah, those really? who buy this version yep. will get upgraded to the PS5 version for free when they play Fucking it on the new a. system. Yeah, me... Spider Man and uh, Horizon Zero, not Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden uh, West. Forbidden West are both going to be available on PS4. <laughs> I almost said I almost said Horizon Wildlands, and that's created some controversy <laughs> actually. <laughs> Because um, if you remember that when Xbox said that their games are going to run both on Series X and Xbox One, people were like, oh, you're going to be holding the games back. They're not going to look as good, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then PlayStation was like, we're full in on next gen. We believe in console generations. And then they didn't, they didn't say when they announced those games that they would also be coming to last gen consoles mm-hmm. until now, until, until, yeah. until like a month before release. Let me... Uh... Let me ask you guys something about Miles Morales. Matt, this is probably directed more at Matt. Has everyone here seen... Uh, I know that the three of us here have seen the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tim, you've seen it as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so good. good. Such a fucking good movie. It, it is a fantastic, uh, fantastic movie. Um, in that movie, uh, Miles Morales is part of an alternate... Like he's he's not in our Spider-Man universe. Yeah. Okay. Is that all? With is that just the story of Miles Morales? Is he always a universe separated from our Peter Parker, or do they just do that for that story? Like, is this Miles Morales in this Spider-Man game? Like, uh, in the he's same. In the, he's in the original um, Marvel's Spider-Man. Okay, so he's they're in the not, first game. They're they're not crossing some sort of weird time barrier. That, no, well, no. that's that's why they're kind of saying it's a. Well, they're not saying it, but people are kind of thinking of this as a spinoff because he is in the first game. Okay, he looks older in this one though. Is the thing does does both uh, and I because I don't really read the Spider-Man comics. Uh, does Spider-Man does Peter Parker Miles Morales ever operate? At the same time, like are, are two Spider-Mans ever ripping around at the same time, or is or is a trade-off? Do they? What does one retire? Does the other one come in? How does that work? They they do in that one GIF. <laughs> Matt, this, that doesn't help me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Are you that's t- not that's not an answer. <laughs> what are you talking about? Does this ever happen? Uh, in on this page, it is on, on this <laughs> Reddit link over here. <laughs> You're talking about the animated Spider-Man where they're pointing at each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking... I, I don't. I don't have an actual answer for you, though. Sorry. Okay. I think so, though, Adriano. Okay. So, because like, I'm wondering, like, does this, is this supposed to take place like 20 years or 10 years after Spider-Man, and then Spider-Man Two is going to take place before this game? Like, like I'm just curious to I, know how. I how do this... believe Miles Morales is in the same universe as Peter Parker, but things like like um, 
Spider Gwen, that's a different universe. Yes, Spider Gwen, I I know that. In fact, actually, that's one of the few Marvel series I do have. I do read Spider Gwen. Um, but I I, I was I was kind of curious with the Miles Morales Peter Parker shit. Uh, moving on, Hogwarts Legacy. We finally got. Um, I guess this was actually confirmation of the game existing, and we got um, a decent amount of what looked like gameplay. I think it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, I was hoping for more practical gameplay. Because it was just kind of like shots of like the school and, and kids running around and stuff. Um, well, I mean that that leaked footage that came out like almost a year ago now, right? That was yeah. that was pseudo like gameplay. Like there was some over the shoulder like yeah. fire, firing spells and stuff. It yeah. looked a little better than this. It looked more artsy. This looked like they were like halfway in between art and real life. I mean, I think the art style looks great. I'm not. I'm like f- the furthest thing away from a big Harry Potter fan. I read each of the books once and watched each of the movies once. It's not really my thing, but I mean, this is But you did the- your millennial duties. I did my duty. Um this is like undoubtedly the Harry Potter game that people have been waiting for for 20 years. Yeah. Like it's an open world game where I'm, you I'm with you on you, that. You start as, you know, a kid and you get sorted into your house and you, you know, you you advance through your through your years at Hogwarts. Um, the the problem <laughs> with this, and I don't and I don't know if you guys ever really get into this on the podcast with like societal um, complications, is that J.K. Rowling is in extremely <laughs> hot water right now, and people are really upset um, that uh, you know people like are at each other's throats over this game on Twitter. Being like, you know, if you support this game, you're putting money into her coffers, into her estate. You know, you can't support somebody who is who is like this kind of thing. Like, no matter what yeah. the game is like, you can't like buy a used copy kind of thing. Like, don't support her. <laughs> don't 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 support her all the way. Support her half the way, and then <laughs> well, I mean, she doesn't sure, see sure, any sure, of the sales still, if you buy a used yeah. copy, right? But but somebody has to buy that original. Somebody's got to buy that first copy. Wait, yeah. are you saying I need a digital PS5 to play this game? Or, or a um a disc based PS5. That's correct. Game. That's correct. <laughs> um, how do you how do you guys feel? And we don't have to talk about it on the podcast. This might be like a touchy subject. But how do you feel? Let's about get into it. Judging, <laughs> judging a game based on an IP of a possible it's like it's separating free. art from the artist. You mean? Yes, exactly. See, normally a- I'm okay with doing that. Normally I'm okay with that. But that's the reality of the situation. Is right. Is like you if you buy this game, you are getting are giving a cut to the artist, and they might be a bad person. You know, in certain situations, you might not know that. So and what they, you're saying is, we need to kill J.K. Rowling oh before the game comes out. <laughs> oh I'd like that to state that I do not, I do not condone any killings. I don't Day really know much about. Day One Patch Media does not condone. Day One Patch Media does not condone any killings. I, I personally, Matt Lawrence, do not know much about this situation, and I don't I have not watched any Matt, most of the Harry Potter. Matt, we talked about the name of your book before the show, Empire of Sin. It's absolutely Empire of Sin. I, I think the, it's a moral conundrum for sure. I think the problem is that it's so fresh right now. Like, she, like this only kind of happened within the last like six months, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. About and, a year, but yeah. She, but, yeah. but it's still it's still fresh. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know when this game came out. Now, normally with other things, it's like okay, enough time has passed. You know, you can separate your feelings from the actual art. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's tough because like most millennials. Like grew up on Harry Potter and, oh, and yeah. loved the universe. It's significant. And this is the game we all wanted. Um, so I mean, it's it's up to the person what they do. Um, I have their purchase. 
I have half of, uh, I've been buying them as they've been coming out. They've been taking a while, but I, I've been buying the illustrated versions of the Harry Potter books and they're beautiful books. They're met. There's giant fairy tale esque, beautiful drawings of the Harry Potter books on every page. And it's just like, Oh, do I want to like, like she's rocking the boat right now. Like the boat is still upright. Like she's in it, but she's rocking it really hard. Like, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go for the next one. But, but one, one thing that, that, that I'm curious to know about, um, I'm kind of concerned though with this game though is, and, and both you and, uh, Ryan, uh, like Tim, you and Ryan both said it is you called it a Harry Potter game. And you go, this is this is the Harry Potter game fans have been waiting for. But this isn't a Harry Potter game. This just takes place in Hogwarts in, uh, you know, year 1886. I think we're referring to the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. Yes. But yes. Like, I, like, I misspoke. It's just a universe. But it, I'm, I'm just wondering, though, if there are going to be people out there looking to say, oh, there's there's a Harry Potter game. And they're going to get it. And then they're wondering why they're not playing as their, their favorite boy wizard. You know, well, the marketing would help with that, and it's called Hogwarts Legacy. It has nothing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have it, Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, it never says Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I'm just kind of curious to, to know, like, <clears throat> like there's going to be somebody out there thinking they're going to be playing as Ron and Hermione and Harry, well, ripping around. Do their due diligence and yeah, to market research, research and shit. <laughs> you say that like the vast majority of people ever do that. That's all I do. <laughs> Yeah, but you're weird. <laughs> Whoa! I do it too. I'm just saying. Most hey, people Toronto, don't. You mistyped this, this next game. Oh, you it did. It is Demon Apostrophe Souls. Oh, what is wrong with you? Oh, that's it. We're out of here. Yeah. Uh, Demon Souls remake. Um, this game looked incredible. Holy yeah. crap! Did this look nice? It. it wow. Looked, uh, it ran uh, really nice too. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah. I. I. My. My description to Ryan and Aaron was, <laughs> it looks so good you could cut it with a knife. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, that, like that's all. That's all. <laughs> what is, that's all. What does that even mean? What does that mean? It, 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 <laughs> it, it, it looks like, trailer. Like what the fuck? It just it just looked like it was so perfect. Like this game looks so good, I could stab it in the back. Like what? <laughs> I like the um. So I I say this as a as a major major fan of the of the the FromSoft Souls series games. I never played Soulsborne. Demon Souls because I never had a PS3. Um, but I've seen a lot of gameplay of it. And I follow a lot of people who make content around these games. And I really like the way that they've done certain things with this game. Um, it seems like there's more of a focus on like who your character is. There's more like, like when you stab a guy in the back, it's not just a simple animation of like stab and then like kick him off the sword. It's like he stabs it in and he kind of like twists the blade a bit. He like goes oh, like a bit brutal. And then roll. he... Well, and, like, when he's doing it, too, you can hear the character going, like, and then, like, twisting it. And then he, like, really pulls his foot up and kicks the shit out of this character off of his sword. And um, just the sound design alone that they showed off was really, really cool. Um, Really awesome. And one thing that I watched a video on by um, a very, very well-known Dark Souls content creator known as Vati Vati Vidya. Um, oh, those are great videos. He, I mean, for one, he's he's fantastic. Has an amazing narration voice. Yeah. Um, for two, he is really good at being constructively critical. Um, and he was saying that like, um, FromSoft or sorry, Bluepoint, who are the ones that are actually making this remake. Um, it's not FromSoft that's making it. They are very clearly listening to feedback from 
the community because people's complaints with the first trailer for Demon Souls that came out was that the iconic fluted armor did not look for lack of a better phrase, like fluted enough. Like it, it looked <laughs> like that they, even mean like yeah, they kind like of they, they, they made recorders to it instead of taping flutes to it. Yeah. No, that's not what fluted means, Matt. Um, they made it look more generic looking. Like it was very iconic in Demon Souls. Like that was the armor. Like how the elite knight armor is very iconic for Dark Souls. Um, they kind of dumbed it down. So in this new trailer, they've made it look more like the classic armor. Like it is different if you compare it side by side. Um, the the generic like demon um, creature uh, that was in the first trailer, they made him look kind of more generic and then in the new in the new trailer when they showed him off again he's got the same face that he had in the original game um so they're like it's very clear that they're paying attention to to what people are saying about it and clearly making little minute changes here and there so hopefully if um if there's enough feedback on this new uh gameplay that they've shown off um bluepoint will take that into consideration one of the biggest complaints that people had about it was that the camera feels weird. It's that, like, normally in those games, your character is, like, center screen. But it seems like sometimes when you're going through, like, certain hallways and things like that, the camera kind of goes off to the side a bit, which makes it look more cinematic. Especially when you have, like, no HUD on the screen in the gameplay um, footage. Um, but at the cost of it seeming kind of wonky. And, it's, and it might throw off some people if they're used to playing the game. Um, from the way that FromSoft games normally play. Um, and another point that he made in his video that I thought was... I, I thought of it too, but then I forgot about it watching through it again. But he made the point that um, it kind of does the game a disservice to see the character running around and one-shotting everything. Because that's not what those games are like. Like, you don't... Like, the... Um, but that There's, was in the early stage, right? That was the first boss he was running to, if I remember correctly. Yes, that's the tutorial area. But even still, when you're playing Demon Souls in the tutorial area, like on PS3, the game's not like that. All those minor but enemies take like two or three hits to kill. He got killed by the boss. He did, because he... Yeah. Um, but that being said, all the minor enemies... Like, there's a, there's a very iconic part of the tutorial in the Demon Souls... Um, uh, in the original game where you you come across the knight with the shield with the bl- glowing blue eyes for the first time in that narrow hallway where the wall's kind of broken and light's coming in. And that's like a place where a lot of people die at first because they don't know how to fight an enemy who will like block your attacks and stuff and like be aggressive. Um, and in the gameplay footage, the knight's got its shield up and he just swings his longsword at it and it goes through his shield and kills him in one hit. Which is not what the experience of the player is going to be like. Um, so, I don't know. To me, it just kind of gave this false sense of like, look at how easy it is to like just walk walk up to an enemy. Attack once with an R1 attack. It's dead. You get your souls. Okay, move on to the next guy. R1 attack. He's dead. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of gameplay things that kind of seemed a bit just disingenuous for the from the trailer. But obviously, graphically, um, sound design wise, it's... It looks incredible. Like, I, I, I look at this game and I'm like, this is what it was like for me as a kid watching game trailers that are like CG trailers. And I'm like, man, imagine what it's going to be like when games actually look like this in gameplay and not just in the trailers. Like, that's what Demon's Souls looks like to me. Is This is being remade by From Software, right? It's not another company 
doing it? No. FromSoft is not making it. It's Bluepoint Media. Oh, so, okay. Uh, let me ask you this then. Hmm. Uh, From Software has been asked, I suppose, by some fans or just people in the community to have an easy mode. Do you think Demon Souls now has an easy mode that was Definitely maybe portrayed? Not. No, there's no way. But it no. is also not being made by From Software. Yeah, but like when you when you look at the trailer and you see the the care and effort that's gone into, you know making the armor look as amazing as possible, having the world look as gritty as possible, having the sound design be like even more sort of haunting when you get like, when you absorb souls from enemies, when you defeat them. And it's more like a, like a wailing of characters going like, as it gets like absorbed into you. Um, The fact that like the lighting is so dynamic in boss fights and you like attack them and the blood splatters, not only on your armor, but on them. Like they're taking very particular care to make this like as impressive a game as they can, because they're obviously big fans of the series and they want to do the series right for other fans too. Would, how would you feel about a dynamic uh, difficulty, like a, like a changing dynamic difficulty in game without the player even realizing, you know, it's funny you say that because that was sort of a feature in the original Demon Souls. Oh, really? It, it was called um, World Premiere. Uh, what was it called? It was like World Affin- Affinity or something. That's not the right word, but it was something like that, where if you die a lot, um, it changes the drop rates for items. And like oh, okay. s- certain certain enemies will be harder. Certain enemies will be easier. Um, if you upgrade your character a lot without dying a whole lot, the world becomes a lot harder. Rare drop rates become extremely rare. Uh, things like that. So that was one of the mechanics in the original Demon Souls that a people, a lot of people, were not happy with. Not that it existed, but just that the game never explicitly tells you that it's a thing. Um, and it's only something that people sort of became aware of after the fact by playing the game for years and like looking into things. I, I if they if they did something like that, like a, like a dynamic difficulty mode where it changed based on you know your your skill or your lack thereof, I would be I would be really interested in that. Like like Resident Evil Four is very famous for it, mm-hmm. and and they and they never tell you they never like rub it in your face or whatever, but they'll subtly take out enemies, they'll subtly take away weapons from enemies, they'll change the way they they move, they act based on on your performance, and then mm-hmm. as you and then as you do good, they'll ramp it up slightly, and then as you suck, they'll dial it back. Mm-hmm. Number of Resident Evil games do that, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it would do a disservice to the series to do that. And I think they would be far too afraid of what FromSoft would say. Like, I'm sure that's one of the things if like in their conversations with FromSoft, they've probably been like, okay, um, you know, you've got full creative reign to like redo things, but it has to hit these like check marks. Mm -hmm. And one of those check marks is absolutely without a doubt, the difficulty has to be maintained with the first game. I would be extremely, extremely surprised if they had anything like that that changed the game's difficulty. Even if it was just like a difficulty, like an easy mode, like obviously the main game was built, it's, you know, just regular difficulty or easy, you know? Like that series of games has never, like the fact that it's harder, or it's like, it's not even really that hard a game, like when you actually play them, but like the... um the 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 meme is that they're like the hard games in the industry right um they're not concerned with making these games like accessible to more people 
I, sp- I other, suppose that's true. Whereas other developers might be like, oh, you know, we have to have like all the, we have to hit all the check marks for like what's popular in games right now. Um, and I think like there is something to be said about games that do have variable difficulties because obviously you have to take into account that like there may be some people who, you know, maybe they have um, like physical impairments or they've got sight impairments or they've got, you know, mental impairments that, that don't put them... Um, capability wise for playing a game on the same level as like maybe the average video game player um but that being said like (laughs) there are videos and videos and videos and videos on the internet of people beating dark souls with voice commands with a ddr gamepad like dance pad with a a fighting like a street fighter control stick with you know a guitar hero guitar these games are all about being persistent and that if you just keep trying eventually you will get through it and like to to use an example like you were talking earlier uh adriano about ori um and how like there are certain sections where you kind of just have to do it right and if you can't do it right you don't get you don't get past that part mm-hmm. I don't, you don't see people clamoring after ori to be like oh put it in easy mode you know that sort of thing but when it but comes to Dark Souls, because it's known for being hard, it's like, well, I want to see how the story of Dark Souls goes. It's like, and then people's complaint is usually, or re- reply to that complaint is usually, well, then just watch someone else play it. Yeah. But in, in Ori's defense, like, there is an easy mode. Like, there is a lower difficulty for me. I'm just stubborn and I don't want to nudge it down. But that's the thing, though, is that it's satisfying that you complete it on that difficulty, yeah. right? Like, when I played through Omen Sight this week, just... It, it like when I started up my file, it's like, do you want to play on easy or normal or hard? And I was like, you know what? I'll put it on hard. We'll see how it goes. And that game, what there were certain parts of that game that were actually pretty fucking hard. And then there were fights that I had to do, you know, four or five times to be able to to do it properly. But when you do it, it's like, okay, I finally did it the way that I was like supposed to do it. It feels good to have achieved that. And that's what the point of those games is. I I I always go for normal because that is the way that the developer intended it to be played. Um, I would absolutely always go for the Resident Evil 4 of don't even tell me the difficulty and just change it dynamically as I play. If every there, game did that, that would be fucking amazing. There is there is validity in that too, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan? Oh, is that it? <laughs> no, I just, yeah, yeah, I just figured you would gone would have gone to the next one. Uh, final game was just a small teaser for God of War sequel, which we believe is called Ragnarok, just based mm-hmm. on kind of what it said at the end. Yeah. Um, I think uh, clearly this game is going to be a, still a while away since all they showed us was the uh, title card, essentially. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about just title cards like that, though? Just little teasers. Yeah. I'm fine with that because in this, in this instance, the only people that knew about it were either like on social media before. Or like when the other game came out, because the only way you would know there's a sequel coming is if you watch the after credit scene. So a lot of people probably missed the after credit scene of the first game. And then this is what this is what you get. It's not it's not an after credit scene, it's something else, but it's spoiler related, so I'm not gonna say it. But yeah. it's very similar to an after credit scene. And a lot of people wouldn't have done that or didn't do the little quote unquote after credit scene. So this yeah. in this instance makes sense. Uh, I'm totally fine with the teaser, just you know, and saying, "Hey, this is coming," as long as they don't put a date on it. But they, I don't oh, think they yeah, did. With yeah, yeah they gotta like, stop just, doing that. Yeah, just don't walk yourself down because then you're gonna have a delay, and the people are gonna be upset if you never yeah. give a date. 
then yep. you have nothing to actually. This to game has to be fucking polished too, because the first one was like was like flawless. So this is uh, this is Ragnarok. This is going to be uh, Nordic mythology. Was the was the last one also? What was yep. that one? Yeah, Nordic, Nordic? Nordic too. Yep. And then the before that was the Greek. Greek, uh, yeah. Greek stuff. Then they're going to do Roman. Then yeah. they're going to do Japanese. Then they're going to do Egyptian. Well, there was Egyptian like things like artifacts in uh, in God of War. That's right. Yep. In the, the in the PS4 one. Yeah, in the PS. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then, uh, other than that, they showed, showed off a new trailer for um, Resident Evil Village, which I thought yeah. wasn't Resident Evil Eight, but they did the Eight thing again. So I'm very confused. Yeah, it's the so second time now they've done that. So it's yeah, very they, clearly like, they, they're, they're, There's clearly a director and a marketing team not fucking talking to each other. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, so we like got every from, fucking situation. Yeah, we got some Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Cold War uh, information on the. I think they showed off another um, campaign mission. And then that, was, also, that was pretty cool with Woods. That was cool. Um, and they're also showing off, or they're, they're, they announced a early uh, beta alpha. Sorry, not beta, alpha. Mm-hmm. Um, which you can play on PS4, I think. Man, it was so funny watching that gameplay. Like, I, I haven't played COD in so long. Yeah. And seeing that COD gameplay, I was like, look at how much shit they're taking from Gears. <laughs> like, grabbing the meat, the meat shield and throwing the oh, grenade yeah, on the guy when he's that. done and kicking him off and all this shit. I was like, oh my god. It was unnecessary, too. <laughs> yeah. He was like 10 <laughs> feet away from the guy and walks up to him and grabs him. Yeah. And he throws him and then he puts the grenade on him and kicks him towards nobody. He yeah. Just, he just wanted to blow that guy out. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition was announced. Uh, we got a new Deathloop trailer um, that was supposed to be launched and it got delayed. Um, new Classic. Oddworld Soulstorm trailer. Which I guess people are excited about. I don't yeah, know. What people like games. Like. I never played it. So. What a weird looking game, though. Freaks me out. I played oh, it way back in the day on PC, but like, it was memorable. Is memorable enough for me to literally remember me playing it. I couldn't tell you anything about it. And then uh, Five Nights at Freddy's security breach teaser. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then uh, this was kind of surprising, but not, I guess not unexpected given what Xbox is doing. But they also announced the PlayStation Plus collection. Mm-hmm. Um, this was um, basically you're getting all of the major uh, PS4 exclusives from Sony that are going to be like kind of added on to your PlayStation Plus account. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a few others in there. I think I saw Fallout uh, 4, uh, Monster Hunter World, yeah. um, Battlefield 1, stuff like that. So you're going to be getting all of those like kind of PlayStation 4 classics um, part as part of your PlayStation Plus going forward. What I'm curious about is I'm assuming it's only the PlayStation titles because they own them and any third party in which they could have licensed forward. Yeah. What I'm wondering is if you had to have claimed that game on your PlayStation for month of whatever or when it was free in order to get it on this collection. No, or I think if this the, is new. If this, this is... if this is just going to say, hey, everyone's getting this if you're PlayStation Plus, no questions asked. This is yeah, kind of what yeah, this is kind of what PS Plus used to be, where they called it the instant game collection, where you actually yeah. got like a set of like twenty games or something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. this seems like a return to that. Um which is, what was sad is I had played every single game that they showed yeah. I haven't, so I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's good. Because I haven't played God of War. I haven't played Days Gone. I haven't played Persona. I think, I God of Tim, War. like you're you're gonna love God of War. If it's an open world game, Ryan's played it. But That's, God of War ain't really true. open world. Like it's like wander around yeah. areas. Yeah, it's fairly open linear, worlds. right? Open worlds. Oh, open. Okay. Yeah. 
realms, <laughs> realms. Actually, 20, twenty-nine out of thirty. I'll still go, always go back to that list. That what was uh, that thirtieth one I missed? Breath of the Wild, which I have technically played. Just you played you play, it. you never finished it. But yeah. twenty-nine out of the thirty games on that list yeah. of open world games, you finished. Uh, since this is kind of related, I'm just going to kind of switch around to the stories here. But PS5 will not be getting an Xbox Game Pass competitor, according to the PlayStation boss, uh, Jim Ryan. Uh, this comes from GameSpot. So following on from Sony's PlayStation 5 showcase, where the console's price was finally revealed, PlayStation chief Jim Ryan has made it clear once again that there are no plans to launch a competitor to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Microsoft offers the subscription service uh, across both Xbox and PC, giving players over 100 games to download and play for as little as $10 a month. Uh, the kicker is that all of Microsoft's exclusives launch day and date uh, on Game Pass. Sony doesn't see this as sustainable, and they said these games cost many millions of dollars, well over $100 million to develop. We just don't see that as sustainable. That's nuts. That's crazy. $100 million to make a game. Like, imagine well, I, saying that, like, 20 years ago. Last of Us probably cost more. Yeah, for sure. Like, we're seeing more money going into a, a video game than movies. Which is yeah. nuts. I think Red Dead is rumored to be 250 million. <sighs> well, it, I think I think it's crucial to note here that Sony is making sort of blockbuster, blockbuster titles like God of War is like a really big title, Ghost of Tsushima, really big title, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that, really cinematic, really. Whereas Xbox is sort of like they like they bought all those studios and they're still sort of in limbo. So Xbox sort of needs the Game Pass. But it's weird for Sony to come out and say like, "Oh, we're not offering a competitor," and then don't mention PS Now. Like you would, you because, shouldn't, because, shouldn't they well, just mention that PS Now is there? Because like no, no, I'm pretty sure God of War is on there. Some some of them are yes, but um, they're older games. The, the the difference is they don't launch day and date. But you could still advertise your service. Just don't mention that part. Like I don't think I don't personally think. But the that question if, was about launching exclusives day one on PlayStation now. Right. But like the story more so sounded to me, like as if they were saying like, we don't have a competitor to them. I, I think they do. I don't think they have the day one part, but think about something like God of war. I mean, it's not online. So if you're a single player gamer and you just want to play PS now, you could, I mean, I'm pretty sure you could play PS now on your PC, you know, realistically, you could just play PS now and then that's it. You know, I think Sony forgot about PS now. Mm-hmm. Which is which is very strange. Like they're so like they're they're so close to it. Like, could you imagine people being like, "Oh, I can't wait for Ghost of Tsushima," like when it comes to PS Now, and like you know maybe they wouldn't be like a guaranteed contract, but a, a Sony first party title generally will appear on PS Now a year or two later, or as it or if it hits a greatest hit, like all the greatest hits are on there. Like that would be a competitor because a lot of people are not going to freak out about like getting something day one like yes that is a bonus of microsoft service but i don't think ps now is out of the game if they were to just advertise it which they don't really you know it, it is making me wonder, wonder though and like we've we've been asking this question since the start of game pass when they started putting their exclusives on day one um that are they making money on this and i i am really curious to see if they even are making money uh, if this is all just trying to gain the ground they lost during this this current generation, if they're not making money, like they might start, like well, they're probably gonna raise the price. Like the the, the prices we're seeing now are probably onboarding. Yeah, for sure. But what what's the what's the right price uh, to make up for like Gears of War probably cost a hundred million dollars, right? The Gears Five. 
what what I'm trying to think of a Microsoft game that would cost a hundred mil. Like what what what's a Gears game cost? What did Gears Five cost? I have no idea, but I would imagine hundred uh, somewhere in the same ballpark. But I, I've um, never played it, so I don't know how like cinematic it is. And stuff Halo like Infinite that. might cost that much too, you know. But like Halo, well, Halo Infinite is supposed to be like a like a platform. Yeah. So Halo Infinite's like a totally different ballpark because they're probably going to have season passes and all the other crap that comes with multiplayer games. Gears of War. I'm going to look this up. Gears of War Five budget. Gears of War. On Polygon reporting, Gears of War would have cost over a hundred million. So Damn. I'm Gears, Gears Five that would be is, higher than that. That is a lot of money. Damn. Especially <laughs> for like, and like I don't mean anything like bad against Gears by this because obviously Gears is one of my favorite series, but like. I wouldn't have thought that Gears of War would be the one that Microsoft would be like, oh yeah, a hundred million bucks down. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like a hundred million dollars. No, that, that's the thing. And like, it's a. Re- it's like it's a really fucking good game. Yeah. Like Gears Four is awesome. I probably like it better than Three actually. And Gears Three is probably one of my most played games of all time. Um, but yeah, it doesn't feel like it's a hundred million dollars yeah. a game there. Yeah. It might be the years of development, though. Not just simply, you know, is there enough stuff in the game itself? I mean, Gears 4 only came out like four years after Gears 3. Yeah. Well, here's a question. I I get a lot of my premium feel uh, on Sony titles from the cinematic sort of quality. And and literally the cinematics being very, I mean, cinematic. In in terms of like a movie, though, in relation to like a movie. Uh, Could it be that that premium feel isn't actually costing more. It's just the fact that Sony has Sony pictures. And so they can bring in a person to say like, Hey, direct this cutscene for us. Whereas yeah, Xbox is sort of like make a, make a cutscene, And they're like, okay. Yeah. I was going to say earlier, actually, if we, it feels like Sony's more concerned about making experiences and Xbox just wants to make games. Well, they're trying to get um, their exclusives up with the, the purchasing of all the, yeah. uh, the developers and stuff. Yeah, but it's going to take them a while to get on the same par of Sony's first-party uh, studios. Well, because here's the thing, right? Is like Xbox didn't make nearly as much money this generation as PlayStation did. Yeah, and like, yeah, it is Microsoft. They could just fuel a bunch of money from like Windows mm-hmm. revenue into my, into Xbox. They could all, do that. They probably are. All of um, Matt's subscriptions money is going to. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt's keeping them afloat. Um, that being said, though, now that I think about it, the reason that Gears probably has so much money in it is because there's a pretty star-studded cast of voice actors in it. Like, Laura Bailey cannot be cheap to hire. And she's, like... Do you think they're making millions, though? Oh, yeah. Easily. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Voice acting? Oh, yeah. I can't imagine what Avengers would have cost to make, because you've got, what, Troy Troy Baker, Baker, Laura Bailey, Nolan North, Travis Willingham. You've got a lot of really major voice actors in that game. That must have been a lot. I would be surprised if they're making millions. Yeah. They're making millions, undoubtedly. Like I've per, seen per Laura Project. Oh yeah, I've seen Laura Bailey in Travis Willingham's house. It's they're making millions. I mean, you could have a nice house on hundreds of thousands. Sure. I was it's just wondering, and like, I'm not like I, I don't know to be to be totally clear. I'm just totally like just spitballing, but. I mean, I would say they're worth that much because because of the performances they can give. But is you know? voice acting more... So think about like an actor, an actual actor on screen. They're on screen whether they're speaking or not. Whereas oftentimes a voice actor, 
I mean, isn't well, isn't like if they're not talking, then there is no like audio track for that person. Well, so is that it, facial facial capture though? I mean, it is being captured. Well, in 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 that in that respect, but I'm just saying, like as a standard in voice, in if if you're if you are not your likeness or you are not on screen, and there's no audio for your character at that time, I'm just wondering if if the voice actors are paid differently in terms of like, is it per the, line or something? The, yeah. The, the term you're looking for is principal, non-principal uh, actor or character. And I'm assuming that voice act, I'm assuming that video games will probably follow a similar pattern as to screen actors, but there is an actual union rule about what your dialogue limit is for a um, principal versus non-principal character. And the cutoff in Hollywood is six lines of dialogue. If you have more than six lines of dialogue, you are considered a principal character. If you have six or less, you're considered a supporting character. And your wages will uh, change accordingly. Interesting. So, so I imagine voice work has not probably not the same exact. There's probably like a similar framework for that as well. Because they, they have their own set of union rules. A different union, but they do have their own set of union rules they have to follow. Okay, uh, real quick here. Um, Xbox Series S will not run Xbox One X enhanced versions of backwards compatible games. Uh, this was from IGN. As reported by VGC, while the Xbox Series X won't run the Xbox One X enhanced versions of Xbox One and it's Xbox 360 games, really dumb. it will be a step above the Xbox One S with improved texture filtering, uh, higher and more consistent frame rates, faster load times, and auto HDR. Um, I have a quote here from a Microsoft spokesperson who says, Xbox Series X was designed to be the most affordable next-generation console and play next-generation games at 1440p at 60 frames per second. To deliver the highest quality backwards compatible experience, consistent with the developer's original intent, the Xbox Series S runs the Xbox One S version of backward compatible games while applying improved texture filtering, higher and more consistent frame rates, faster load times, and auto HDR. Yeah, because the developer's original intent was for it to be as shit as possible. <laughs> I, just, I, I think it's funny, though, and I, I think I said this to Matt and Adriano, um, that this is a next-gen console that can't fully play last-gen games. I guess that's not the point of it for them. No, it's not. I, I don't have a problem with this at all. I just think it's the kind of ironic. Um, it is funny. Do you think it would be actually more beneficial to buy like an Xbox One X uh, used if you care about those visuals when playing older games? That would be a weird move to make. That would be a very strange thing to do, unless nice you're the kind console. of person, unless you're the kind of person that only plays like a generation back, yeah, just because so it'll be cheaper and stuff. Like then, yes, for sure, that's the point. But like, I don't know. If it I was guess... me, I would still want to buy a Series S to play backwards compatible stuff, well, the, so that the I series... could also play the current stuff. That's what I was going to say because that that Series S is going to go on for the whole generation, mm-hmm. where the Xbox One X might get cut off at some point, yeah. right? Yep will get cut off for sure i don't think uh, i don't think that the like i almost feel like this i almost feel like this like just really just straight up isn't a concern at all like i feel like the the cutoff like they're just making the distinction of x series x series s like yes. they're just being like s yeah. is play s stuff x plays x stuff that's it that's like right. series I, play I, series done yeah i i, I wouldn't have ever given this a real thought until like this was said like till this was printed in an article but now that it is it's like okay this i guess this makes sense like it's going to just it's going to mimic its counterpart one step back and it's going to upgrade to the best of its ability yeah um 
because then that because then if you're if you try to like take the xbox one x enhanced versions to series s then i think you just get into a whole confusing mess of like like you'll you'll need a fucking spreadsheet to find out what 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 can do (laughs) what where yeah uh all right and our final story the nintendo 3ds has been officially discontinued no that's so random and so sad after almost Ugh. a decade on the market and having sold tens of millions of units, the Nintendo 3DS is officially being retired. Production on all 3DS models has been halted, bringing to an end a run of handheld consoles that sold a respectable 75 million as of uh, June 2020. Do I order one just to have it? <laughs> I have a 2DS yeah. right beside me here. Super easy to, to buy, yeah. Or 2DS XL, rather. How, what, uh, what's the MSRP on those puppies? Not even two hundred bucks. Yeah, I think I paid one forty nine, and I have and a, a special a, edition Pokemon. A two DS or a two DS uh, XL, which New is like two DS XL. Yeah, it's a clamshell like the three DS without the three D. But, but like, those thing. are but those are still being manufactured, right? I mean, not anymore. <laughs> this is saying the end of the three DS. Yeah, the three DS. But I'm imagining the two DS. That's still. they're referring to the three DS family, ah. right? Yeah. Because I I, I, I use I use like 3ds cartridges in my three in my yeah. 2ds XL. They haven't made 3ds's for like two years now. It's all been the new 2ds XL. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, they haven't ma- been making 3ds's for a long time. The focus has been on the 2ds because they were more accessible by more people. Because the point was for those to be kind of cheap handhelds for kids mostly and like people on the go. And the 3D wasn't enough of a gimmick to keep it going, basically. You know we what, didn't... though? This is uh, probably a smart move um, that they did with the Switch because Apple learned this with the iPods when the iPods were so successful. They didn't want a competitor coming in and beating them, and so they invented <laughs> the iPhone as the iPod replacement, and they cannibalized mm-hmm. their own sales. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the same thing, where the Switch yeah. is cannibalizing 3DS and 2DS sales. I can't count the number of times people would come into the store and be like, should I get a 2DS or a Switch? And uh, when you, like, pose the prices to each other, and, and then especially with the fact that, like, Nintendo's plan in 2019 was very clearly to keep bringing series that were on the DS to the Switch. Yeah. Like they kept doing it. You know what's funny is I, when I saw this article, I would I would looked up other things as well, and I found an article uh, written by Gamas like uh, Game of Sutra, Gama Sutra, whatever, from uh, Nintendo, uh, Nintendo November of 2019, titled "Nintendo's 3DS Support Will Continue into 2020," um, because when Reggie Fizeme left and Doug Bowser took over, um, there were a number of times that people posed the question like is the 3ds going to continue like this nintendo have any plans for it and doug bowser told in multiple interviews uh that nintendo wasn't planning on like backing away from 3ds and definitely um like supporting it still because they viewed it as like an entry point for a lot of people um saying like, oh yeah, you know, as long as there's consumer demand there, we're going to continue to provide both hardware and software on that front. And then I went to Nintendo's website to look at the list of games on the on the 3DS and 2DS. Yeah. Um, the most recent game, like the last one that came out, like physically and not, you know, available only on the eShop, was um, Persona Dancing Q2, <laughs> which 
I remember working the day that that game came out and we had more people come in to pick up that game than like any other 3DS game in the last six months because it almost felt Damn. like people it almost felt like people knew it was going to be the last one there was from that point on there was never another 3DS game that appeared in the system for pre-order wow I um, cannot oh my god that's a really nice one there's a 3DS XL this white one is really nice you and your you and your white electronics. Oh man, Matt! I, got I have the... a white uh, cable that came on my tablet, and like it's just yellow. Like it just turned yellow by itself. You don't. That's, that's what. That's why you don't touch it. You just you put it on. You leave I it use in. it to charge my tablet. I uh, my my Xbox controller came in. I I, I didn't show you when uh, I showed Ryan and Marty in the parking lot at Burger Barn when we were there last week, but my uh, my controller came in. My Xbox one. Hell yeah! Uh, looking at the bringing up uh, the the 3ds on Amazon, yeah, everything has a used uh, used aftermarket for the 3ds stuff. Yep. The 2ds is you can still get. It would be There's... awesome if the Switch uh, gets like 3ds like playability digitally even or something mm-hmm. because it, it, there's a lot of games there that like because they're because they're <laughs> handhelds they're like infinitely playable like simple like in in most cases not all of the games are simple mm-hmm. but like simple enough usually and replayable enough that people again on the go might just be like man i really wanted to play x title again and i and i imagine that at some point the 3ds or 2ds catalog will roll into the virtual console or whatever the fuck they call it now um because the because vir- the DS virtual console is available on the Wii U. You can play DS games on the Wii U. Oh, so ima- here we so go. I, so I imagine that everything will will eventually roll forward. Um, Holy man. crap. You know what's sad is that Persona game, the last one that came out on 3DS, came out in June. So the second half of last year, there was nothing on 3DS. Physically. Damn. Everything was like a minor little, like third party company making some little pinball game for seven dollars and stuff like that it's it's so sad new two new 2ds xl black and turquoise model with mario kart you're shopping like is this free and <laughs> the shopping channel yeah, we can end we can end the uh 190 podcast. yep that's mm-hmm. the one i have the tur- the black and turquoise one mm-hmm that's a, that's that's a nice one. All right, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice one. Uh, Let's start buying up all the uh, Nintendo's uh, hardware right now. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. Who's listening? Go on Amazon, buy it all up. Do all I right. do this, guys? I'm trying to end the show here. <laughs> no, Ryan. Uh, oh you can catch God. Tim uh, uh, week mornings on TV slash uh, Yeah That Figures. That's correct. You, uh, can, you can catch, catch Ryan, me, Matt, and Tim. Oh, good. <laughs> I was just going to say, you can catch Ryan and Matt, and sometimes me, at uh, twitch.tv slash dayonepatchmedia on Wednesday nights. Only Wednesdays because we're lazy. We're not, we don't Eastern have the, Standard Time. We don't have the stamina that Tim does. Oh, yeah, that's what it, that's definitely what it is. <laughs> it's not time, it's stamina and commitment. It's the coffee. It's the coffee. And co- Ooh, Ooh, I coffee. want a coffee. Good I call. just finished my coffee. It's 10 o'clock at night, and I just finished my fucking coffee. I'm going to be up until 3 a.m. Oh, Fuck yeah. that. I have coffee to relax, to go to bed. <laughs> We've been over this. It's weird. All right. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Peace.